Free Trail fam, bonjour from Chamonix, France. Of course, I am your loving host, Dylan Bowman, here to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc. It is officially UTMB week, and we are here to enjoy the spectacle and share our love for this amazing sport and this amazing event with you, the global trail running community, trail fans worldwide. This is a special time of year, and we are so happy to be here to enjoy it in person. We're going to be doing a daily show each morning recording in the heart of Chamonix covering all the major stories of this year's race. It is a special week-long series we're calling Good Morning Mont Blanc, which you're listening to now. Each day we'll have a star-studded group of rotating co-hosts to share their expert perspectives about the fields, the conditions, the races, and the results as they happen throughout the week. We're also going to be doing a ton of pre- and post-race interviews with some of the main contenders and the top performers. So make sure you're subscribed here or to our YouTube channel so you don't miss a single second of our coverage. We are grateful for your support. We really hope you'll follow along and share it with your friends. Finally, thank you to Hoka and Camelback for making the shows possible this week. Make sure you play fantasy, fantasy fantasy.freetrail.com for a chance to win prize packages from these awesome brands. Thank you all so much for listening. Have an amazing UTMB week. Palkopay, welcome. UTMB week again. Yeah, UTMB week, crazy week. <laughs> Craziest week of the year. This is a special time of year for all of us, but probably brings back a lot of good memories for you. Mm-hmm. Of course, 2019 champion of the big race, UTMB. You're also the champion of TDS. You've been on the podium of CCC. You did your own breaking 20 project. Yeah. What has this race meant to you over time? It's For me, it's the race of the year. Then yeah. uh, all the athletes, I think that we in UTMB we have the love and the hate I think at the same time no we, mm. we lie because it's the most important race of of the year the, all the athletes are here but then we hate because it's too much activities no in general for us uh, sponsors uh, easy runs warm ups and all of this so it's yeah kind of different uh, feelings but yeah for the race I'm really excited this year yeah. We were just talking about the 2017 race where you finished sixth place. You passed me on the final (laughs) climb. But that race, I think, is special in the history of UTMB because of the level of competition that was present there. And it also, I think, was the precedent to you eventually winning the race a couple of years later. Maybe talk about your experience at the 2017 race and how that eventually set you up for victory. Yeah, in in seventeen I was like uh, I was not professional. I think not yet. Uh, I was more amateur, mm-hmm. but with the eyes in the future to be for professional. And I remember in the start line with you, with Kilian, with Francois, Xavier, uh, Jim, all the athletes that I was watching in in YouTube, yeah. uh, and I was there. So it was it was amazing the this start, and then it was. I think it was the best edition in UTMB because nobody explode. Yeah. Everybody finish. And and yeah, like you told, no, in the last climb uh, after Coldes Montets, I remember that I caught you, we were we were running together to La Flecher. Uh but I was really young. Yeah. And I was really passionate. I want to give everything. So yeah. Uh, finally I wanted to catch Jim Wamsley that he was in front of us. 
So yeah, it was it was really nice, and I think it was the door uh, when the door started to open. Mm. It was the time. Yeah, uh, I started to see the door opening, and yeah, what will happen in the future? No. Yeah, I, if you go back and look at that 2017 race, it is remarkable. Again, the top six athletes were Francois. Killian, mm. Tim Tollefson, Xavier Thevenard, Jim Walmsley, and then Pau Capet, which in those top six, there's now 12 victories among yeah. that top six in the yeah, 2017 yeah, yeah. race. Was that when you realized like, maybe I have the chance to win here? <laughs> yeah, no. And I think that then the friendship that we had together yeah. in the finish line, I don't know if you remember that. I remember a lot. Yeah. When I arrived, I remember that we were really happy. Yeah. Because everybody did the job that we could do. Yeah. So I don't know who won. Eh? I think it was Francois. Francois. Yeah. But yeah, everybody was was so happy. And then in some editions that you finish and the people is is more angry or something yeah. like this because uh, they don't did the the time that they wanted. Or, mm. But yeah, the atmosphere in this edition, especially in this edition, was was really nice. Like, for me, it was the best race in UTMB in the, in these years. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was really nice. Yeah. It's incredible to see just like how successful everybody has been here on the race and the level of competition that year and the lack of attrition, people dropping out like mm -hmm. there typically is. I know you've told the story about, you know, you winning the race here in 2019 a number of times, so we don't need to spend too much time on that, but I'd love for you to maybe tell the audience a little bit about what happened last year, obviously less happy memories where you were forced to, to drop out around Champelac, I think mm -hmm. what happened there? What'd you learn from it? So what happened is it was that before you to me, I didn't train a lot the nutrition. Mm. So my plan in the, in the training, for example, was run four hours, uh, go to run in the mountain. So I know where the fountain was or where the river cross I drank in these places and then I didn't eat. So when I came here in the race, I had this problem. I uh. didn't train the nutrition. Mm. Then in the race in Courmayer, uh, I felt good, but then I didn't eat. I didn't eat nothing to Champeclac. And before the climb to Champeclac, I felt really tired. I wanted to do a nap. Uh, I was in, in the floor because I needed to be there mm -hmm. uh, in the grass. And two guys helped me to, to arrive in Champeglac like this, eh? right. on the shoulders, and, and I was destroyed. So it was uh, a nutrition, bad nutrition plan. Uh, and yeah, this year we, we, we trained. We trained a lot Work on, on it. it and, and yeah, it was my, it was my fault. But yeah, it's, it's this. No? In this kind of races, a lot of details are really important. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not only the performance. Absolutely. And so obviously not only those two UTMB finishes, uh, and then you had your DNF last year, but in between you had the breaking 20 mm -hmm. project. So, and of course, CCC TDS, you have a ton of experience here, but the breaking 20 thing, I think is just a remarkable <laughs> story. And I think it's, it's an interesting aspect to how you're approaching this year's race because it was clearly a dream during the pandemic when we couldn't race, mm -hmm. but it's still a dream to just break mm -hmm. 20 on this course. And you've been posting about like how that's your goal this year, not necessarily to win again or to finish on the podium. Why is breaking 20 such a big goal for you? Because it's, it's the reason why I'm training. Yeah. So I think that it's because I'm older now. Uh, I won a lot of races, but I lost more races. Mm -hmm. So I didn't win 
all the races that I run. So normally I finish second, third, fifth, I don't know. So, and I won some races and for me today is not important win races. And for me and for the brands are Mm. not important. It's not important. It's more important to um, touch my dreams for me. If not, I, I will not train. And Breaking 20 born after my winning in 2019 because I thought that I could finish the race in 20 hours. Mm-hmm. And today I'm like, okay, Pau, if you could do it, why you can't do it today? Uh, what is the reason? I don't know the reason, so I don't have a reason and I will go for it. And for me, Breaking 20 today is not only my project. I feel that is the project of the community in general because in, in the pandemic, the people came in Chamonix mm-hmm. to to run with me. And I ran with people during the trail to finish in Chamonix in 21 hours, 17 minutes. It was not a good time for me, but the people came. And I, I was like, wow, they came here. They uh, used the money of the pocket of them yeah. to be here. There was hundreds of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Eh? It's uh, incredible. In the start line, we had the police. <laughs> and I was like, what is the police here? What, yeah. what, what are they doing? And they say, please, everybody with a mask or this guy will not start. Eh? And everybody with a mask, 500 people more or less in the start line. So it was crazy. It was amazing. I yeah. mean, I remember I watched hours of it on your Instagram. Yeah, you just yeah. had Instagram live going on your account. I watched hours of it. It was compelling television running 21 hours <laughs> with nobody chasing you. Yeah, yeah, Still yeah, a, an amazing achievement. But I like the fact that you're publicly stating that breaking 20 is your goal because to me it feels like it depersonalizes it in some ways it's not about like winning or beating other people it's like Mm. doing something that's clearly very important and personal to you when you saw like Killian and Mathieu last year break it obviously that uh, made it clear that it's possible to do it on the course. Did it change the way that you were thinking about breaking 20? Or? No, yeah. no, because it's my project. Yeah. It's myself. Yeah. I think that the worst thing in this life is do the bad things for your health yeah. and for your life. Mm. So when, when you are not running, but in your life, and you do some things wrong for your family, you feel really bad. Mm-hmm. Because you are, f- uh, I don't know in English, but you are falling yourself, mm-hmm. no? Mm-hmm. But when you do good things for you and you feel good because you help your neighbor or you help your wife or you help your child, you feel really nice. Yeah. You feel, oh, I'm Dylan Bowman. I'm really good. Yeah. So that's why it's breaking 20. Yeah. I want to feel like this. It doesn't matter if Jim, Jack, or some people run in 15 hours. It's, okay. it's really nice. I will do applause, yeah. really good, chapeau. But I I will go to 20 hours. I, I love it. I think it's important for listeners and viewers to emphasize what you said first was, it's the reason why I train is mm. for breaking 20. And for an athlete like you who has won this race and has won many races around the world, including the most important in the sport, you do need that reason to train, to stay motivated, to keep mm. pushing. And I like how you said it. it's for the whole community, not just for yourself. That that also helps to increase the motivation. But obviously, like in order to break 20, it means that you're going to have to push. <laughs> and those who remember your victory in 2019 will remember the heroic style that you did it in, yeah. leading 
and Lezouche, 8K into the race, yeah. and then leading all the way back to Chamonix. Yeah. How are you thinking about the race strategically? Because I'm sure you've got your splits for how to break 20 on this course, but you probably also want to be smart and tactical. I think that this is the reason that for why I won in 2019, because I didn't want to follow the people. Yeah. I wanted to follow my times, yeah. and that's that's the secret. And this, this year is the same. Last year with my DNF, the problem was that I was not following my times. I was following pues, Kilian, Jim, Germain Grangier, Jack Miller, and we were running to to the top of Col de Bonhomme. And, and then I, I saw my watch and I was like, no, no, Pau, you are faster than expected. Uh -huh. And what happened? That if you are faster, your stomach closes uh -huh. and say, no, you, you, you can't eat more. Mm. And this year is like, no, no, Pau, you have your times in Le Jus in 31 minutes, in Saint Gervais in one hour 45, and let's go. And wow. if in Courmayer I arrive and I am in 30 position, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They will explode. <laughs> yes, I think that <laughs> maybe five runners can finish in less than 20 hours, yeah. but not more. It's complicated. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to watch you race again. Let's talk about your season a little bit. You were fifth at Trans Grand Canaria. You were second at the Patagonia run. You're third at Andorra. You're just like super strong and consistent. So maybe just talk about the season, how you built it. You obviously did some shorter races in addition to those highlights that I mentioned and how all that is sort of built up towards UTMB this weekend. So I started the year in Gran Canaria, but my level there was so bad. Yeah. I didn't feel good. Uh, in the kilometer 20, I had cramps. So it was like, what is happening, no? Yeah. After that, we start to work maybe better in the gym, uh, doing some stretching, doing other kind of activation before the running, or yeah, better training, I think. But then the season has been not the best season of, of my life mm -hmm. because I won races, but not the most important ones. I wanted to win Andorra and I finished third because uh, Jean-Philippe and Ben Diham came and they ran a really good race. So in Patagonia second, so it's not really nice year, but yeah, really, yeah, I am, I am there yeah, yeah. normally, you know? And before when we saw each other in, at uh, Ultra Pirineo last year, you were third behind yeah. Miguel Haras and Dimitri. So maybe not winning, but you're, you're yeah. running great times on hard courses against good competition. Yeah, that, that's why I say that. Uh, I have to have some motivations mm. to train because if you only fix your life and your job on the winning, you don't win. Yeah. You win maybe one time or two times per year. But then if you lost lost eight times, what happened when you are going to the bed and you sleep? Yeah. You start to think, oh, I'm not winning. I finished second or third. So no, uh, the motivation has to be on other motivations. Yeah. So maybe wrapping up here, let's talk about your training. Anything that you've done differently this year compared to when you won here in 2019? Any uh, things that you've been thinking about, especially to help you achieve your goals? Um, maybe in 2019, I trained more in Barcelona or around Barcelona. So I didn't train in a high mountain. And now I'm living in Andorra and I have a big mountains there. Cool. So my training is different. Uh, before... 
in 2019, I trained more like, okay, today 40 kilometers. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to run 40. But in Andorra, I can't do this mm. because it's too much elevation, too much time. And I'm training now per hour. So I say, okay, four hours running, two hours cycling. Tomorrow, three hours running and three cycling or six running or wow. more four hours now. Interesting. The elevation is too much in Andorra. And then if you want to do a marathon, you maybe you are six hours running and it's too much to... Every day, six hours is too much. Wow. That's, a, I think, a, an interesting insight for an athlete of your level. And I hope our listeners and viewers will pay attention to, you know, mm -hmm. someone like you who's done so much and now arriving yeah. at this point in your career, totally changing how you mm -hmm. think about your training, going from thinking in kilometers and pace probably to, yeah. you know, how many hours you're out and doing a lot on the bike too. I think that's really smart. Wrapping up, Pau, any sort of public events that you're going to be at this week that people can go see you at? I know you did a run this morning. Yeah, to, this morning with Norfish, but tomorrow is the first time. I don't know if before the people uh, did it or the pro or the athletes or I don't know. These people have done it, but this year I organized a training for myself with the people, with uh -huh. the community. Uh, and then tomorrow, at, tomorrow is Wednesday, no? So yeah, tomorrow at nine, we will be in the Athletic Beast. The people is invited there to come. Uh, I was talking with the sponsors. I, I have some products of the sponsors. I will do a lottery with them. And then we will go to run in the mountain cool. one hour. So, so people can find info about that on your Instagram probably? Yeah, yeah my Instagram is, is cool. all the information. And I, I do this because uh, for me, it's also it's egoist. Eh? But, but I need to fill the community with me yeah. for the Breaking 20. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to run, but before I want to feel good with the people yeah. and also be happy with them and talk, smile and yeah, have a good time. Get the energy. And then go to my home, relax, and be concentrate, <laughs> be nervous because the before the races, is uh, I feel very nervous. But yeah, my parents come, my, my family, everybody's here. So good. I'm like in a, in a cave. Yeah. And then we will go to... To fight. Go to fight. <laughs> Final question I've been asking everybody here is who is crewing for you? Why have you chosen that person? And what has he or she meant to you over your career? So my crew is my family uh, since I start. So my parents, my brother, my sister, my wife also, and my, my son that is inside my wife. Uh, so we'll be will be a, a new a new member of the crew and and why they come because the first reason is because I need them yeah I need them to feel to feel good to be happy uh, when you are destroyed it's not the same that your sponsor come and say let's go you can do it because they won't obviously that mm -hmm. you finish so but if your mother or your father say wow I'm here for you it's amazing you don't need yeah. gels or <laughs> nothing no. you say okay if you are yeah. here I can continue so that's that one that's why they come and also my parents are old so it's the reason that they can travel I prepare all for them the house I still remember when you won when your parents greeted yeah. you at the finish line yeah goosebumps they cry moment. and you are everybody was crying and yeah. you are like wow you are crying <laughs> for me for you I don't know but everybody is crying there the queue yeah. so it's very nice amazing well, Pau, you're a great champion. Yeah. We wish you no <laughs> nothing but the best this weekend. Good luck and thanks for Thank coming you. on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs>